Welcome to Murakami Studios, and this is a Murakami message. I'm AJ, and we'll start off with a singing bowl, like we always do, to um, clear the energy and clear your energy and the podcast's uh, energy. So, let's get into it. Today is Friday, and it's episode three. We'll be talking about Black Lives Matter. We'll be talking about police brutality, the Baru um, explosion, COVID-19, COVID-20, aliens, 2020 election, voting. Um, Fall is coming up, (laughs) y'all. Fall is coming up pretty quickly, and um, voting matters. (laughs) Voting matters in these times. Uh, We have uh, a really bad president in office, really just not suiting the people in this country, you know? And I think it's, it's, it's in everyone's best interest to, you know, go out and vote and go to your polls and vote for the right candidate. Don't make a don't make a bad decision by putting everyone's lives in danger. <laughs> um, it, it's it's going to be a big election. November is going to be uh, something to remember, and uh, I don't think the mass population is ready for that at all. Um, and we honestly don't even know what's going to happen because a lot of people say, you know, the, you know, voting is rigged. It's rigged and it's basically in the hands of the higher power people, you know. Um, It's crazy to think, but it's more of like, do our votes really matter? (laughs) Like, I think everyone's starting to wake up to the fact that there's something bigger going on, you know? It's it's like everything on social media kind of just switched, and I've seen it switch, you know? Like, I don't see a lot of people talking about Black Lives Matter anymore. I I don't see a lot of people talking about police brutality, but a lot of people are talking about the Baru explosion and COVID-19 and COVID-20. It's like, it, it slips under the radar and then, you know, another big thing happens and they try to distract us with um, things that they are planning, you know? It's like a, it's like a <laughs> new world order <laughs> or something, yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary to know that we're going somewhere uh, very dark. It's like, 
almost it almost feels like the the end of the world if that makes sense however <clears throat> sorry uh covid-19 is getting worse by the months it, and it, it's it's getting to the point where uh people aren't really following guidelines and people aren't really uh practicing social distancing and like now it's like everybody's getting put on quarantine again everyone's cooped up in their house again (laughs) can't go out to the clubs can't go out to eat or you know go out anywhere publicly and I feel like if we don't wake up to the fact that uh, this shit is really happening then there could be so uh, it could be so chaotic you know and it's it's devastating However, you know, fall's coming up and, like, this is usually a time for flu and, like, hurricane seasons and I feel like people are not really paying attention to what's really going on. Yeah, because I I was looking at some things on the internet and... Um, I came across this one article that was speaking about, um, you know, a second wave or like, you know, a second, uh, COVID-19. Like right after COVID-19, there'd be a a COVID-20, way worse than COVID-19, way more severe, um, and they're saying it's airborne, you know? They say that, you know, it's in the air or, you know? It, it, it doesn't make sense to me because it's like we wear masks, you know? And then we're not really wearing gloves when we go to the store or, you know, or going out shopping. And I, 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 work, I work in, um, you know, retail. So I, I've seen a lot of people come into the store and uh, touch a lot of things, you know? It's like, and, and people don't have gloves on. It's like, if it's so airborne, then why aren't we wearing like these, you know, whole suits that kind of just cover our whole bodies if it's really that contagious, if that makes sense. <clears throat> Recently, um, there was a, an explosion in Beru and uh, it, it, it hit a lot of people. It, it was, uh, on everyone's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, these are like shocking revelation moments that are happening in, you know, America along with different countries it's more of like a a world problem it's like something's happening where I don't think 
people can really comprehend what's really going on. I feel like people are distracted by things that aren't actually um, as serious. And uh, it's just a lot of um, misinformation. You know, it's, it's a lot of misinformation going on on social media, a lot of, uh, a lot of conflict on social media with <laughs> the president, uh, people in power, you know, in the entertainment industry, and, um, and with just people in general. It's just a lot of conflict. It's a lot of negative energy. And uh, I see a lot of people trying to be positive and, you know, trying to spread kindness and... It, it's just, in these times, I feel like people aren't really talking about these subjects because, you know, it's more of a, um, discomfort in conversations that are very, uh, difficult for them to really talk about. You know, because people are fearful in this world. So, that's a thing. Also, um, we also have (laughs) alien encounters, alien invasion supposed to be happening. I I was looking at uh, the leaked 2020 calendar, and it was talking about how, um, you know, uh, in, in June, it'd be a lot of, like, riots and looting and, uh, protests, and then July, we would have solar flares where it would get really hot, and in August, we would have Yellowstone eruptions, and, uh, September, there would be, like, this fake alien invasion, I don't know if that has anything to do with, uh, you know, Project Bluebeam. <laughs> um, but I've been paying attention to the skies lately, and there has been a lot of things that don't really make sense to me. And um, it's almost hard for me to sit here and actually speak upon it, because it's just like, is it real or is it not real? Or what's, what's the bigger picture going on? What's, going, what's really going on? So, <clears throat> honestly, in my, my, my honest opinion on alien invasions, it's something that people should open their eyes to. Because CNN came out with a, you know, uh, what was it? Like a UFO uh, image of what was in the sky, or it was like a video of them basically exposing UFOs or things that have been kept for a long time, you know? Um, And uh, I think (laughs) it's unidentified what it actually is. Um, New York Times says no longer in shadows. It's crazy to think that, you know, we aren't the only 
things in this world, you know, in this galaxy. I mean, if you think about it, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of information coming out about parallel universes and, uh, you know, uh, just things that aren't really for the human mind to really comprehend. It's crazy because I talk to people around me, people that um, I speak to on a daily basis, and it's like they're very preoccupied, you know, they're preoccupied by, you know, their day-to-day lives to where it's like it doesn't really click with them. And I don't think it's going to click for a lot of people until it actually happens, if that makes sense. It's something that, um, it's going to shock a lot of people (laughs) when these things happen, you know? Um, It's just, it's like we're living in movie situations in life, like the riots and, you know, just, just everything, the pandemic. There's a lot of movies like V for Vendetta and, uh, yeah, it's just there's just there's just a lot of movies out there that basically um, give this uh, predictive programming to the, the the masses, and people watch it, and people are very intrigued by you know the movies and stuff. But it's like these directors are warning the masses by, you know, kind of putting these movies out for you guys. And that's another topic, but let's, let's not get off topic. Um, yeah, we, we have all this stuff happening. We have Black Lives Matter, police brutality, the Beru explosion. And that, if you guys don't know what the Beru explosion was, it, it, it was something, it was something that probably shocked a lot of people because it just, it looked unnatural. And it was like, uh, it's, yeah, Russian businessman floating bomb behind Beirut explosion. And, uh, I honestly just don't even know what's what's happening with the world at this point, but uh, yeah, it's something that people should really um, look into. Black Lives Matter is still <laughs> in full effect, you know. I think Black Lives is still going to matter until the end of the year, going into twenty twenty one police brutality is still going to happen. Um, and I don't think it's going to get any better from here, in my honest opinion. I was looking at a couple articles and it was saying that Trump might get reelected. I don't know how true that is, but um, I just honestly think that people need to wake up to the fact that 
there's a lot more shit going on that we don't even know about and people are fearful of the topics of, you know, child trafficking and um, the elite and the government and, like, trying to not really talk about it, you know? However, um, we have a special guest coming in talking about Black Lives Matter and police brutality. Uh, yeah, this, this episode is just really, it's really something that I can't, um, wrap my fingers around because it's just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, current events that are happening that is very draining for a lot of us, um, but, however, we have my good friend, Damien, coming in to talk about, you know, his perspective, his stories, and everything Black Lives Matter and police brutality. He's been working with, you know, uh, Virginia officials on these changes, and um, we're hoping to have a lot of change happen in Virginia. Is a lot of stuff is happening around the world, and I think change is needed. Very much so. <laughs> so, um, let's get him on here, shall we? Also, um, a little bit of housekeeping. Episode four, we'll be talking about Beyond the Ice Walls, um, the map of Menduis Alti Idiom, climate change, and the leaked 2020 calendar. Uh, it's going to be something for people to actually tune in and really write these things down. It, it's something that people should really tap into, these topics. Hello, how are you? Can you hear me? Oh, you're fine. Um, so, you are on air, and we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter and police brutality. Um, did you want to go ahead and tell the masses who you are and what you do, how old you are, where you're, you know, where you're from? Uh, hello. <laughs> My name is uh, Damien Stennett. I um. I'm a, I'm a local activist and an organizer. Um, I support I support the statement uh, of Black Lives Matter. However, I'm not a part of the organization. Um, but I I, I uh, I'm big in police reform right now. My big that's my biggest uh my biggest push. Um, I'm in the Army National Guard. Um, I'm 20 years old. I graduated uh two years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically just a summary of, of who I am. 
Yeah, Black Lives Matter right now. I, I, we were just talking about it. I think right now in these times, I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it anymore. Yeah. Um, and it, it's scary to think that people are going back to like you know their their normal lives and uh, not really shining light on police brutality and Black Lives Matter. I was looking at an article earlier and uh, it came up that. Black people are most likely to be killed by police, three times more likely to be killed by police than white people, and then 1.3 times more likely to be unarmed compared to white people. And Hispanics kind of, you know, fall in the middle on this uh, graph. And it's, 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 it's scary. It's scary to know where we'll end up in 2021. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's definitely, um, data tells it all. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like one thing the media does, does, a, does a bad job at is yeah. um, they only show the the negative side right. of, of the movement, right? Yeah. And and there's there's negative sides to every movement. Most people don't know that during uh, MLK's uh, the civil rights movement during MLK's era, there were Malcolm X, MLK, uh, Rosa Parks, all of them. There was a negative side to their movement as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 people 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 tend to think that. Um, they, the media shines light on that on those incidences, right? Yeah. Because, in, in my opinion, I feel like the media wants to diminish um, the movement as a whole. Right. Um, you know, the media, mainstream media, anyway. I'm not saying all media, but mainstream media, anyway, has, has they have a they have an agenda, and the agenda is if it doesn't if, if it isn't breaking news, meaning if the protest is peaceful, they don't want to cover it. Yeah. There's been plenty of peaceful peaceful protests going off going on across the nation. Yeah. Um, and. And, and how I feel about it is, is they attach everything to the Black Lives Matter, the organization. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when you attach it to the organization, you therefore attach it to the movement. Yeah. Um, and so me, me personally, I know I've been, I've been a victim. Well, I don't want to say a victim, but I've been, I've been labeled as, say, a Black Lives Matter protester mm-hmm. um, or a Black Lives Matter activist. Um, and while I, while I agree with the statement, um, Black Lives Matter, um, I am not attached to the organization Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Or, or for that sake of Virginia Beach, BLM seven five seven. I'm not attached to them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the media has the media has a big thing. It's a big deal in this movement because um, you know, like a, as you are using your podcast, people use social media, use Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like that 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 is going to be a big thing in this movement is the media. Um, I feel like I feel very like much so. We should use the media to the to to our advantage. Yeah. I feel like we should we should definitely um use, use it positively though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sp- spread the spread true information, not not lies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's that, that's that's how I feel about about the media and um and the diminishing of Black Lives Matter because I feel like I feel like the media constantly giving us negative um negative examples of protest. Mm-hmm. Is a, re- is a big reason why it's diminishing is because people are like, well, now they're just getting out of control. They're rioting. Yeah, right. Uh, it's getting burned down. I feel like that's a big reason as to why it's getting diminished. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what was your like personal experience going to like you know protest and you know uh, actually seeing people show up and how did you see like you know the 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 negative and the positive from it? Like, um, 
I've seen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen both negatives and positives. I think um, negatively, I've, I've seen people who come there with a separate agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they want, there was one guy at a protest, he came there, and he, he had a specific agenda towards the police. Like, he had some animosity towards just all police officers. Um, it wasn't even about uh, black lives. It was about his agenda towards police. I'm not sure if he had or got arrested prior to or if police, his encounter with the police have always been negative, so he just hates all cops. But um, And then so he, he, just, he, he made a threat to the cop. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that everyone around him, um, they, we sh- they shut that down immediately. They were like, hey, man, we're not here for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as far as other negatives, um, I feel like I feel like a police presence at protest isn't necessarily um, taken taken well. Because, yeah. um, well, don't get me wrong. I feel like police presence at a protest can be and could be necessary. Yeah. Um, because you know, it's depending on the number of people in your protest. You know, sometimes like you know, it's good to have a police presence be there, but that's literally all you should be is at present. You should just be seen, not and not not heard, mm-hmm. and not, do not interfere if it, if it is not necessary. Yeah. Um, I feel like too many police officers feel the need to say something or feel the need to, 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 to get involved when, you know, this, we're protesting against police brutality. The spotlight is on you. Yeah. Just stand there. That's literally all you should do. I feel like, because I mean, thousands of people marching down the street Yes, police officers are gonna need to be present. Right. right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a street, but you should not feel the need to get involved. Yeah. Unnecessarily, you know. It's, and most of the time, it's the citizens handling other citizens. Like if you notice, if you watch videos where a, a, a citizen may get out of hand during a protest. Like he may say, "Hey, yo, f the police," and get all up in his face. It's mm-hmm. another citizen coming up, whispering in his ear, "Hey, man, we're not here for that. Keep marching." And guess what? That's what, that's what they do. Yeah. So I feel like it's unnecessary. Uh, police, police interference is unnecessary. Police presence, I feel like, is necessary. Yeah. Um, as far as positives, um, I think the, I think I've seen, I've seen. I've seen what communities can do when they stand together. I see the impact and the, the, and the amount of noise, the amount of room that we can shake when we come together, mm-hmm. especially black people. When black people come together and we do it right and we get organized, yeah. we, can, we, we have the ability to shake up the economy, yeah. shake up, <laughs> to shake up roads. We have the ability to shake up our local governments. We can do that, but we have to come together and be organized. Right. Um, the only the only real example I have of us coming together and being organized and really shaking up something was the town center protest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they made they lost hella money that day because no because nobody nobody came to town center to to dine to spend any money. No commerce. No cars were driving through town center. They were driving around town center. They weren't driving. They couldn't get in because all the roads were closed. Wow. Um, and so that's an example of what we can do when we made no money that day. Pembroke Mall made no money that day. Town Center, all their food establishments and everything made no money today. In fact, some, I know I know the manager of Town Center encouraged most businesses to close that day. Um, so that, that's, that's just an example of what we can do when we really come together. Wow, that... Man. That, that's crazy. Um, what can people do to, like, you know, actually make a change? You know, what can people do instead of, uh, 
you know, being on social media spreading misinformation? Um, I think I think social media is a great outlet. Um, I encourage I encourage people when I organize protests. I I, I don't encourage people under eighteen to show up. Yeah. Um, most mostly because it's, it, it it then becomes a thing of I don't know if you told your parents. I don't know if your parents know where you are. Mm. Um, and potentially we know what we're doing. Um, and we have the potential to get arrested, even though we're peacefully protesting. Right. You know how you know how this country is. Yeah. So we're peacefully, and I, I don't want to be put in a position where a, a 15, 16 year old chose to follow me, and then he gets arrested. So I feel like I feel like if you're under the age of eighteen, I personally will encourage you to stay on social media, sign petitions, because uh, I don't think you, I don't think you have to have, be in an age limit to sign a petition. Right. Sign yeah. petitions post on social media, talk about it, encourage the conversation. When school starts back up again, when it opens up, have those conversations with your teachers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as 18 and up, Mm -hmm. um, register to vote. Register to vote. Power is in voting. And people who tell you that power is not in voting, I guarantee you they're not registered to vote and they never vote a day in their life. I'm telling you. (laughs) Power power is in voting. Like, I was doing a march one time. Like, at the end of the march, I encourage you to vote. Someone, someone screamed out, voting doesn't solve anything. I was like, really? So are you ready to the vote? <laughs> no. How do you know? <laughs> Have you never voted a day in your life? And I guarantee you, he was, he was over like 20. So I'm like, you, it's not like you just turned 18. You wow. haven't voted. You had the opportunity to vote, but you haven't. You haven't taken it upon yourself. Every voice matters. Right, yeah. Um, and and I, fi- I find it funny that we're chanting Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Right? Act upon that. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe every black life matters. That that turn means your voice matters. Your vote matters. So use it. You know, so re- definitely register to vote. Yeah. Um if you feel inclined to, show up to protest, march, walk. But if if we we are in a state of COVID, so I understand a lot of people want to do that. So yeah. what you can do email your email your local governments. Email your local officials. Find who your city officials are. Mm-hmm. Um I there's I, before this movement, I did not know who was on city council. I could care less. Yeah. But I feel like it's, it should be pushed in education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be informed who, you should be informed who your city officials are. Mm-hmm. You know, your mayor, your, your, um, your, your local city council, um, your, your delegates. Look who, look who represents you in the general assembly. Because that is a big deal. That is such a big deal. You should, like, for me, person who represents me, I live in, I think the 85th district, and I am represented by Alex Askew. And I know that because there's a website, uh, it's called Who Is My Legislator? You type in your address, it draws up a boundary, and it tells you who represents you in each set of each branch of government in your district. Email them. Let them know what the citizens want. Yeah. After a while, they can't ignore it because all the citizens are asking for the same thing. Right. Um, so they email your local officials, know your local officials, um, and vote. Vote for them. Vote for who you want to do. And if you feel inclined to, run. When I, being a city official is a part-time job. Yeah. It's not full-time. You can, be, you can be a council member, but also have your own business. You can be a council member and also um, go about your day after the meeting. Mm-hmm. Your, your job is just to enact policy, um, listen, to, listen to the people that you represent, and bring it back to the table. It is a part-time job. It is. They meet. Well, they've they've met recent, more recently, um, due to the civil unrest going on in our country. Because 
you know, it's it's a demand. Like, hey, we need we need change, and so they've been meeting more frequently. But on the usual basis, they only meet twice a month. Wow. No. Um, yeah. And that, and that's understandable. Your local government, but you know, they 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 really only meet twice a month. So if you feel inclined to run for it, I think you can be like twenty five and run for city city council. Um. So run vote. Um. Have, have those difficult conversations. I know it can be uncomfortable to have conversations about uh, about race, yeah. about um, un- the, uh, unfair treatment of people, but through uncomfortability, builds growth. Yeah, there right. Nothing, yeah. There is nothing that comes that there's nothing good out of life that does not come from uncomfortability. Like my biggest example, and people laugh at this, I say puberty. Puberty is the most uncomfortable stage in your life. You know, you're you're growing. If you're a man or a woman, your your body is changing. Yeah. All that good stuff. If you're a woman, I know you guys. Have, I, I say you guys. I know women have it worse. <laughs> you know, they have their little cycle, and so it's uncomfortable. But through that, you become a man or you become a woman. That is the biggest example I have. Uncomfortability builds growth, and this this country is going through an uncomfortable time. Oh yeah. Um. And I, and I know through that it is going to be growth. I, I know it is. This, this is the last generation where we're going to have to deal with civil injustice. Mm-hmm. Injustice due to your race. This is the last generation. I know it. It's, it's too many young people at the head of this movement for us to, for when we become adults and we take over the government because that's what's going to happen. We're going to grow up. We're going to run. We're going to run for president. We're going to run for, you know, local, local governments, mayor, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to disappear. So I have no doubt that change is going to happen. It's going to be slow, no doubt, but change will happen. Speaking about education, like, how do you feel about the kids going back to school? <laughs> um, I find it funny that, um, you know, how, how can you say it's safe to go back to school, mm-hmm. but it's not safe to, you know, go to, to fly, or what? it's not safe... You know, I feel like, and it has a lot to do with who's in office right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But they don't care about our kids. They don't. Yeah. They really don't. Um, there's no reason why, because I, when I was in high school anyway, maybe times have changed. It's only been two years, but maybe I'm old or something. <laughs> those hallways are packed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not social distancing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I'm, I'm not sure if there's, there's memes going out. Do you know how kids cough? Mm-hmm. With their mouths open. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... And they're, they're, we've, this country has proven that if they want something done safely, they can accomplish it. Yeah. But they just choose not to. Yeah. You know? This country has proven that if they want to help us, if we... That they can if they want to. Like... They, I know for the stimulus check, they took out like a billion or maybe even a trillion dollars to give every single person that filed taxes anyway. That, and that was like into the millions, at least $1,200. It's crazy. So you're telling me you can do that when a pandemic is here and when you're kind of forced to because the country now the country is looking to you like, yo, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, you know what? I'm going to give them all money. How come... And then, you know, we have essential workers and all this stuff. There's, there's been so many examples during this pandemic that shows that the government does what the government wants to do. And it has no interest in its citizens. The current, the current people in office of the government, anyway, do not care about its citizens. Because if they did, 
so many things would be different. You're right. I, do, I don't think we should be going back to school. It's not safe for our kids. It's not safe for us because the kids are going to go to school. They come in contact with other kids. They come back home, and then you know the parents gonna have to. It's it's, it's gonna it's gonna affect more than just the kids. It's gonna affect who they come home to. I know yeah. I know some kids, especially in the seven five seven area, live with their grandparents. Yeah. And so they're coming home to their grandparents who probably aren't working, who are on disability. You know, it's it's a lot. No. No, you shouldn't be going back to school. Yeah, right? It's a lot. But um, thank you for coming in talking about Black Lives Matter and police brutality and along with, you know, uh, COVID-19, COVID-20, because we, we've heard a lot of things saying that there's going to be like yeah. a stage two. So uh, I think everyone should get prepared, you know, follow, you know, health guidelines and just, yeah. you know, be safe because... Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen next, honestly. So oh, also, if you're if you're going to protest, wear a mask. Yeah. Most if you're definitely. going out here, you wear a mask, but yeah, just wear wear a mask. Yeah. But thank you, Damien, for coming on the podcast and speaking with us. Yes. And uh, yes, follow him on his Instagram. Uh, did you want to shout out your Instagram real quick? Uh, subtle plug uh, at DamienCS <laughs> underscore. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Having me on. Thank you. You have a nice day. You too. You too. Bye. All right. So, on to the next topic. Um, We'll be talking about aliens and UFOs. Um, if you don't know, you know, there, there's a lot of information going out. Uh, it's coming from the Pentagon, you know, releasing UFO videos and uh, basically not really knowing what these uh, UFOs are. or They can't really um, identify them. But uh, I know there was something that I've seen on New York Times where... Uh, looks like a big old alien spaceship, (laughs) you know, flying in the sky. Um, I've seen UFOs myself in the sky, you know, being in my room and kind of just watching everything go on in the world and just kind of stargaze, I guess. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, unnatural things in the sky. Uh, And I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. I don't think a lot of people are aware of, like, uh, <laughs> the whole 2020 agenda. I don't think this will be, like, a real alien uh, invasion come September, but more so uh, a faked alien invasion. Uh, Project Bluebeam came out with what these, uh, you know, UFOs that are useless to the environment. Um, but are we really alone, though, is the question. Are we really alone in this world, in this universe? And, you know, is there other life out there that we don't know about? You know, is it, is it hard for the human mind to comprehend what goes on beyond our universe or galaxy or, you know, beyond Earth? Are we feared to know what's beyond, you know, the minor problems in the world? Or is it a fear of actually talking about the uncomfortable subjects? Um, 
it, it's it's sad and it's it's crazy but i i really hope that uh the masses wake up because uh, if the Beirut explosion you know riots and protest and police brutality and COVID-19, COVID-20 and, you know, voting and stuff. Like, if this doesn't show you what's really going on in the world and there's just, like, something, like, just off about it, then that should tell you guys something. However, um, we are on time for this week, this week's episode of, um, Black Lives Matter, police brutality, COVID-19, COVID-20. Episode four, we'll be talking about um, the world beyond the ice walls, the Big Bang Theory, climate change, leaked 2020 calendar, the map of Mundus Alti Idiom. Um, and these are things that I think a lot of us got to really wake up to on episode four. Um, I am currently trying to revise the whole episode lineup as, you know, episode three goes out, but uh, episode five will be, you know, my life story and my experiences during COVID-19, the last president book in parallel universes, and then episode six is the 2020 election, the great awakening, witchcraft, and um, asteroids debunked. And that's the season finale. So we only have uh, three episodes left until the season finale. And um, hopefully we go on with season two. Uh, special, guest, uh, special guests are announced on podcasts every week, Mondays and Fridays. Uh, episode four will be coming out on Monday. So tune in. Uh, that will be on the 17th of August. So tune in at 5 p.m. Uh, and... I hope to see you guys there. And until next time. Bye.